welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip the Block, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about the news and issues, but we do from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce our crew to you guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. And uh, let's see, let's start off with the Chief John Newman. We have Captain Brett Bartlett, Lieutenant Randy Sutton, Lieutenant Bob Kroll. We have Corporal David D. Gresta, Officer Andrew Casal and producer Will Statzer. So thanks guys for being on the show. Also a shout out to our sponsors. And we have a new sponsor this evening, Motion DSP. More information about them coming up. Uh, Guardian Alliance Technologies, gunlearn.com, mymedicare.live, tac-tote.com. And we were fueled by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make this show happen. Hey, um, we've got a um, Court of Appeals affirms the city is not liable for excessive force used by off-duty officers who consumed alcohol. So uh, we're in Indianapolis. And look, uh, we've got a, a couple of uh, cops. Um, they're out having a good time. They're off. And uh, this guy named Bradford Bohannon, um, he orders a double scotch for himself. Then he does rounds of shots uh, for other patrons in the bar and stuff. So initially sounds like a kind of, you know, a cool guy. And uh, then we've got, uh, he kind of gets, you know, out of hand. Management tells him to leave. He doesn't want to. Cop identifies himself. And, uh, you know, he, he grabs the badge, I think, and throws it on the ground. So then there's, you know, a fight. And um, the officer, they, they I, hate, I hate it when they say chokehold, David, because nine times out of ten, it's like a carotid hold or something. It has nothing to do with the choke. But uh, apparently the department uh, has banned that hold. So cop uh, gets him involved in that and stuff. And there's an internal affairs investigation. Um, so Bohannon sues both the officers and the city and federal court. And that's our bad guy alleging excessive force by the officers and an unconstitutional city policy that caused the officers misconduct. And because it says that even if you're drinking, if it's really a dire situation, you get involved. So prior to the trial, our bad guy settled with the officers, but the case went the trial and, and a claim against the city. So the trial judge instructs the jury that the bad guy had to prove the city was deliberately indifferent to the likelihood that its use of force policy would cause off-duty officers to use excessive force after drinking alcohol. The jury returned a verdict against the city. And uh, I will tell you about that. I'm almost done, but I'll tell you about that in one second. We'll be right back. Well, I got one special announcement. The Wounded Blue was was donated an incredible donation, um, a table for 10 people at a incredible um, experience in Bel Air, October 26th, involving meeting and greeting President George Bush. Uh, this is a $250,000 table that was given to us. And we are looking for donors who uh, who would like to attend this dinner with my executive director and a disabled police officer and is willing to make a decent donation to the Wounded Blue. It is this is a once in a lifetime experience. Um, it's at the at, at a, a private home in Beverly Hills. President George Bush, the who will be performing. Well, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable show. Uh, Lieutenant Randy, you, you left off where you said the who is going to be there. And I know you're talking music. Yep. The who Bob Dylan, um, a, a, just an unbelievable array of performers. This is literally a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So if you would like to attend this, contact me personally, Randy at thewoundedblue.org, Randy at thewoundedblue.org. This is going to be unbelievable. And, of course, on that day, i got to be someplace else. I really want – this is one event I really wanted to go to, and I've got to be at another event. Wow. 
All right. We'll look uh we'll, we will keep you guys posted on that. Um, I know that we had some stuff just come through, but let me just finish this um this one uh article here. So we got our bad guy suits, the officers and the city. He did settle with the officers first. It goes to uh court though. The trial judge instructed the jury that that our bad guy had to prove the city was deliberately indifferent to the likelihood that the use of force policy would cause officers to use excessive force after drinking. The judge overturned the verdict. And the verdict was just over a million dollars is one million two hundred forty one thousand and change so the trial judge overturns the verdict enters a judgment for the city so our bad guy files an appeal with the seventh circuit court of appeals the seventh circuit affirmed the decision of the trial court and uh, rejected the jury verdict and entered uh, the judgment for the city so that's the way that went down um there is it's 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 a neat story if you guys producer will will have you know a link to the article in case anybody you know wants to uh to read it uh, but it, it's pretty interesting. Uh, and also the court, um, you know, taking the position that they, that they took. So maybe there's still some, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. I, I don't know if there's no comments on that. I can move to the next one and I see everybody shaking their heads. So let's see our next one that we got coming up here. I've got an update, uh, policemag.com. So we've got a Nevada officer fatally shoots a man after being shot with a replica BB gun. So look, the reason why I included this, because there's no video or anything, uh, but it's because of them, um, they they want to find out, I guess, the damage that this BB gun could do. You know, Captain Brett says it, you know, the best all the time, just because a dude's got a BB gun. And, and, you know, they talk about all the times replica weapons or us, you know, using deadly force against someone with a BB gun. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Captain, you know, a BB gun can create serious bodily injury or, or probably even death in some certain situations. But the report of the man with a holster gun and Henderson knew, uh, I guess, um, well, in Henderson drew police response and resulted in a fatal officer involved shooting. And so this is in Nevada. So this is over in Randy's neck of the woods. Police report the firearm wielded by the suspect appears to be a BB gun. So just before 7 a.m., the police call get a call from a business, suspicious guy carrying a firearm and a holster. Responding officers advise the individual match the description of the suspect in a DV, domestic violence incident earlier. Uh, officers arrive. They chase the guy on foot. The suspect tries to enter vehicles, uh, stopped in the roadway. He's not successful. Police report an officer deployed a taser. It's ineffective. So the Henderson Police Department reports that the man unholstered his handgun, aimed it at the officer, discharged the handgun, and he strikes the officer in the face. So the injured officer is able to return fire, strikes the suspect. So officers render aid, but our bad guy, yes, the guy with the BB gun, I'm calling him a bad guy, he uh, and he succumbs to his injuries at the hospital. So here's what the last line of the article says. Preliminary, uh, or, or I guess preliminarily, the investigation suggests the weapon produced was a replica BB gun. However, further investigation is needed to confirm the capability of the suspected weapon. And that's what the, uh, the department put on line anyhow. So I don't know if you have any words to say on that, Captain Brett, or not. I but. do. I do. I don't care if a bad guy turns to me with, with with a thing in his hand and tells me, officer, this is a BB gun, and I'm going to shoot you with it. I'm going to plug him. I don't care. I don't care. Now, I know it's a dangerous weapon, because if, if you ever saw that movie, A Christmas Story, and the little <laughs> kid wanted a BB gun, what did they tell him? You're not getting that. It'll put your eye out. So in Florida, I can use deadly force. I have a reasonable belief I'm an imminent fear of death or great bodily harm. Great bodily harm. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Shoot him. Now, nobody's going to know if it's a BB gun until after, but it doesn't matter. Even if they knew it was a BB gun, it doesn't matter. Well, the guy got shot first, but in the face, though, too, though. David? See in the story where it said how quickly the shots were exchanged. But if it's one after the other, I, 
you'd have to you would have to ask the jury have you ever been shot do you know what it feels like do you know how you would react to being shot do you know what you hear when someone shoots at you what does it sound like do you know well i do but a lot, a lot of people would say no i no i have no idea do you know what it feels like to be shot nope no idea so you're in a, a gunfight you're in a gunfight what you perceive as a gunfight again like brett said i don't care what it is if, if i perceive a weapon being pointed at me and something being fired at me i'm plugging him so yeah that's that's a whole nother whether or not they determine after the fact whether the gun or that bb gun has any capability of of instilling great bodily harm yeah no I, that doesn't matter in the least that's like saying i walk into a, a store with a bb gun and rob the place well that's not armed robbery because it's a bb gun and, you know i beg to differ yes it is so there you ha there's the dichotomy in the law so i now there should be no difference there all right thanks uh thanks corporal lieutenant randy so one of the other i, I don't know the the uh, trajectory of events here but remember part of that story was that he deployed a taser so my question is seeing a guy with a firearm why would you deploy a taser if you think this guy has a gun that is a problem for me i'd like to know more about about i mean did, did he deploy the taser and it was ineffective and then he drew the gun and then he shot him that's i mean there's there's a there's a there's a lot of questions here yeah and and not the first time we've seen someone with a firearm we have a deadly force situation they're using a, a non-deadly uh you know instrument like a taser so you're right all right, guys. Well, look, thank you. Um, moving along, we've got, we're uh, back on Rumble. This is Butter. Body cam video shows two Grove City officers dragged by a car. Yes, again, we've got not one, but two cops being drugged by a car while trying to make an arrest. No, don't start the car. Don't start the car. Get out the car. Get out the car. Get out. So these Grove City uh, cops, they're injured after being dragged by a car while trying to make the arrest. And it happened on Thursday. The officers were on patrol in Gantz Park. And it's a look, I guess they located our bad guy, Abel Martinez. He was wanted for several warrants, uh, violation of protection order, domestic violence, several theft cases. And so the body cam footage shows an officer approaching Martinez in his car. He refuses to exit the car. Recording muted. No longer muted. Does not follow order. So Martinez puts the car in reverse while struggling with officers. We got a resistor. You're going to get pepper sprayed. You're going to get Recording. Get out the car. No longer. Get out the car. 165. He just ran us over. He's leaving. Drags both of these guys, the cops between the car and the door. He then drives away in the vehicle and his passengers, uh, Deanna Ferris and a young girl. Um, he has them in the car as well. So both officers received lacerations after Martinez struck them with the door and dragged them while escaping. He's later caught by Reynoldsburg police. Both officers have been released from the hospital or and are expected to be okay. So that's the way this goes down. And you know, Chief John, yes, I, I are we still talking about this stuff? No, again. Get him out of the car. Get him out of the car. Stop screaming and shoot him. And we're going to see another video. I'll tell you what, we'll see a video in a little bit, maybe. 
where a guy's got a toddler and they take care of business with a dog and the bad guy's got a toddler. They wasted no time. Bam, they're on that guy. Get those guys out of the car. They had a seven-minute conversation with this cat and he's still sitting in the car. All right, producer Willis, give me the finger. So look, it's time for another break, but we will be right back. All right, well, look, let's talk about syndication yes we're nationally syndicated on the radio across the country so it was the boss hog radio network uh in florida they gave us our first big break into terrestrial radio which is over the airwaves so a shout out and thank you to the boss hog radio network with four ams and an fm and of course stations are all across the country like uh, am fm 247 which has got i think 11 terrestrials and they're they're adding actually uh two right now and uh you know our live show it's a 90 minute live show monday evenings at seven o'clock eastern time and then uh producer will takes that 90 minute show and he splits up in the five segments he embeds the videos that we talk about um and good pictures of the good guys the bad guys and uploads those as segments tuesday through saturday and we put them on uh we put them on youtube and also on rumble so it makes for another great way to watch a show we're also on roku tv and amazon fire tv so please check us out on one of those and of course 20 podcast platforms yeah mm. i will introduce a, a technique that i would recommend to anyone who has the ability to use it and that will be the the grab the hair and drag him out by the head um i, I saw bob go yeah i was thinking the same thing this guy had a nice, lovely, flowing head of hair. And I'm looking at it in the video going, oh, there's the handle. So, um, guys, you got to use what you got to use to get these people out of the car. If it's available, use it. We're seeing so much of this, though. Is it, it's, I think a lot of it has to do with the culture and this de-escalation and be nice to everybody and beg them to do things. No, no, no. We, we got to get back to you. Ask them, you tell them, you make them. And, yeah, and, but hey, Bob. But some of it's laziness, some of it's complacency. The guy with the green car—I'm not sure if we're going to get to that video tonight. It was a 40-minute video. They let the guy walk to the car, yes, and he takes out a gun. I mean, you know, I mean, I think some of it. You're right. I do think it's a lot of that culture now. But I also think some of it's complacency and laziness. This cat—they knew he was wanted. This cat right. should have been out of the car, and if he didn't, you grab him by the handle. They don't have an ID. You go, the first thing is your ID. They don't have it. No notebook is coming out. He's coming out, right? We're not going to take notes at the car. You don't have an ID. You're coming out of the car. You're getting searched. You're going to the back of mine to a safe environment. We'll go, we'll do the investigating and talking from there. But you rip this guy out. You meet, and then when he doesn't come, just like David said, he was either coming out by the hair or the Adam's apple or both. Before he, he, took he, should, he should be telling this story in prison 10 years down the road. And it starts this way. There was this one cop. Hey, Brett, That's there the was this one start. cop. Brett, it would start, there was this one cop, but now I'm married to the psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing my underwear backwards in prison. That was good. Thanks to our panel for being here. And also thanks to our sponsors and especially our new sponsor, Motion DSP. Looking forward to having a long relationship with them. Guardian Alliance Technologies, gunlearn.com, mymedicare.live, tac-tote.com. Also the Bang Energy for fueling us and allowing me to talk so quickly. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week.